everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of the Dorenda Wilson podcast. I'm Dorenda Wilson, wife to one, mom to eight, Nana to nine, and 26-year veteran homeschooling mom. I'm also the author of The Unhurried Homeschooler, a simple, mercifully short book on homeschooling, and The Four-Hour School Day, How You and Your Kids Can Thrive in the Homeschool Life. You can find both of those books on my website, DorendaWilson.com. You can find them at Amazon, and you can find The Four-Hour School Day at pretty much any of your favorite booksellers. Well, I am so thankful that you're here today. We're going to be talking about finishing out this school year strong, finishing well. Before I dive into that topic, um, I just want to share with you a little bit about Homeschooling Today magazine. You know, sometimes, and especially this time of year, you might be feeling this. You just need to get away away from the comparisons and the expectations and the voices inside you that say you can't homeschool your kids. That's why I enjoy writing for Homeschooling Today magazine. With its team of experienced homeschoolers, you'll be encouraged and find practical and simple ways to homeschool boldly. I love that. Simple, right? Simple, unhurried. And I'm really excited about this year, uh, 2022. The emphasis will be about the home part of Homeschooling Boldly. Home is truly the heart of your children's education. So I want to encourage you to get the print subscription. Maybe I'm old-fashioned that way, but I love having something in my hands. The pages are just... They, they are just, they have a nice feel to them. And the magazine is just beautiful. Then find a comfy chair, grab a cup of coffee, turn off the noise for a bit. When this arrives in the mail, quiet your soul, lean into the unhurried homeschooler you've always desired to be and choose to homeschool boldly. I will leave a link in the show notes for you to check out homeschooling today. Well, it's that time of year when the finish line is in sight. Woohoo! I feel like there should be like a band playing right now. The school year is just about coming to a close. And, you know, honestly, this can bring a multitude of emotions. Some, you know, like relief, excitement, or possibly panic because we aren't sure we can actually get everything completed. Some of us even end up with short timers attitude. Um, you know, kind of that put a fork in me because I am so done. (laughs) So the other thing that may be happening is our kids are feeling the same way. And so navigating this last stretch can feel overwhelming. Uh, Today, my friend Sarah is here to chat with us about finishing well. So a while back, uh, Sarah came to visit from across the country for our son's wedding. Our sons have actually been friends since second grade, and they're 21 years old now, respectively. And she and I have walked many homeschooling years alongside of each other. So while she was visiting... We did a fun little podcast together talking about her homeschooling journey. And if you haven't listened, I'd really encourage you to do that. It's called A Conversation with Two Veteran Homeschooling Moms. But we had so much fun that even though Sarah is back home and has been back home for a while, she bought a microphone so we can periodically record podcasts together that we think would be a blessing to you. So with no further ado, I want to introduce Sarah to all of you. She is a homeschooling mom to three now all graduated and adult children. And she's also the wife of a retired law enforcement officer. So Sarah, welcome. I'm so happy that we get an excuse to chat again. Exactly. Thank you. I know it's thankful for uh, digital media that brings the two ends of the country together. 
Yes, it's it's such a blessing. And so we get to have a conversation today about finishing strong, finishing well. I'm kind of like, what's the best word for that? Like at this time of year, I, I'm never, I've never really felt like I was convinced that I could finish strong, but maybe I could finish well. So <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Isn't there some old story or, or adage? There's some story about like crawling across the finish line. And I feel like that's very yes. appropriate for homeschooling. I agree. I agree <laughs> Claw, completely. Clawing, crawling. <laughs> right. But uh, behind it all, there's intentionality. And I think that's the biggest thing. Like we're going to, we want to finish. And I think to me, finishing well means finishing intentionally. So sometimes when we get to this mm. point in the school year, it might be a good time to sort of step back and go, okay, so what do we consider done for this year? When are yes. we done? So I would love yes. for you to share some of your thoughts on um, just your your perspective on finishing well. Sure. I think the first thing that's super, super important to remember is that um, this feeling that most, if not all, homeschool parents get at this time of the year, um, feeling that, you know, yes, the impending, you know, looming end of the year, feeling pressured and crushed to get it all done is normal. <laughs> and I want to say normal in like mm-hmm. all caps. So pretend I'm yelling at you. No, <laughs> mm-hmm, but, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. really to understand that you're, this is, that is not a solitary feeling. It, you're not alone in that. That is, even if the closest homeschoolers around you put on a good face and talk about all the mm-hmm. wonderful, you know, books they're finishing and it, I would challenge that. <laughs> I, would, I, I think we all are feeling it in some way or another. If you're finishing books, then you're feeling yes. the crunch in other areas. So it's mm-hmm. it's just normal. I just want people to hear that it's it's totally normal for you to feel this way. And I really kind of go back I to, um, I think that it's, it's intrinsic within us because of how creation is lined out in, in our year, in our calendar year. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The seasons, spring drives us outside in in a very you know natural creation based way. I feel like that's just something that we are created with. When there is new life mm-hmm. happening outside, we want to be part of it. That's just how we're made. Right. So that cabin fever feeling, I really believe to be almost. Uh, I think it should be motivational to join mm-hmm. creation in process. So one thing that we did a lot of in the springtime is just get outside. Like Mm -hmm. if you're going to take the books, great, take the books, but get outside, Um, you know, schooling in a hammock. And that's the image on your book anyway. Um, How very appropriate. It is. It is. (laughs) Yeah. And I really do. I hear you. I remember heading outside to the picnic table in a spot that was just sunny and just warm enough that we didn't have to bundle up too much. And it just, I don't know, there's something so refreshing about that. Yeah, yeah. And bundle up if you need to. Take a blanket. We were chatting before we started, and I I in north central Washington, eastern Washington, um, it it, it is still quite cold. (laughs) But if my kids were still at home homeschooling, I guarantee you they would have dragged all of their warm, cozy blankets outside to the patio Mm -hmm. and crash in a chair and they would be, you know, sun on their face doing schoolwork because there's just something Mm. very natural about that. Um, You know, the vitamin D, the fresh air, the, all of the things that come with springtime and, you know, bird, bird song. I mean, it's a full sensory kind of 
you know, experience. And I think that's very designed. It really is, mm-hmm. really is. I love that. I love how you mentioned just not being alone. I think that's such a, that can be such a, um, oh, just a little bit deceptive. You mm-hmm. know, a lot of times we think we're alone, but we're, we're actually not. Right. And we're, these feelings are common. And I love what you're sharing about it, just being part of the seasonal change. I think there, with every season change, whether it's like in creation or just in life, mm-hmm. there does always tend to be a little bit of restlessness mm-hmm. right before. Yeah. And I think that's kind of what you're describing, just sort of that restlessness that, okay, change is on the horizon. We feel it in our bones. And mm-hmm. we're not we're not totally separate from nature. Like no. we are, we're part of this whole symphony. Right. And so it makes sense that at this point in the game, we're like, oh, we're feeling that restlessness. But And yet there are tasks to be accomplished mm-hmm. and goals to be mm-hmm. met. Um, but mm-hmm. I think it's a good time to reassess which ones are actually worthy yes, (laughs) of that time and energy and which ones are not. Yeah. Yeah. So on that vein, I would say, I think one thing that's important to remember is for anybody who experienced traditional school settings, um, and I say traditional school to include both public and private, to me, that's just traditional school setting that I don't know about anybody else. I don't remember ever finishing a textbook. In school, Mm. there was always, you know, material left at the end of the year. And somehow my teachers never seem stressed about it. So (laughs) I think that's that's always what I kind of try to remind myself. And the other thing to remember is if you're using any kind of a structured curriculum or even if you're not and you're just, you know, intuitive about putting things together. the, The beginning of the next year is always going to include some amount of review. So when you look at a traditional school textbook, and this has been backed up by people in education that I've talked to, they always sort of figure that the first 25% review, the last 25% we're probably not going to get to. It's the middle 50% that's really where the meat is. So even from then, yeah, from a homeschooling perspective, then we can look at that. And I think there's freedom in that um, because if you Mm -hmm. haven't learned, um, because sometimes it takes time to learn how to skip pages, cross things out, you know, be comfortable designing your own curriculum, even if you have a book in front of you, making it work for your child. Right. And picking and choosing what's actually working and what isn't and being okay with that. Exactly. And so Mm -hmm. if you're okay with that, then you know, you get to modify and you don't, the book doesn't get to make you feel bad because that's right. Oh, I like that. (laughs) I feel like that should be on a (laughs) t-shirt. Yes. The book doesn't get to make you feel bad. (laughs) Hear that moms? Remember that. I think that is wonderful. I wish someone would have told me that years ago. Same. Like you have freedom (laughs) as a homeschooling parent, right? You're in charge. Right. Right. (laughs) Forget that. You know, we let other things become our master rather than, you know, just the purpose and intentionality of, you know, what we're doing, you know, mm-hmm. for us, we're, we're women of faith. And so we've, we're, you know, we're asking the Lord for wisdom, but when we get our eyes off of him and off of what we feel that he's really called us to, and we start serving something else, what does the Bible say? You, you can't serve two yeah. masters. Yeah. And, and it ends up like just sucking the life out of our soul, out of our kids, you know, right. the joy goes away. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something to really think about as we're looking around at what we're currently doing. Yeah. Ask ourselves how are our, I mean we're thinking about how we're doing it with it, but how are our kids doing with it? Right. Like, are they feeling that doneness? Right. You know, and and can we can we modify things so that we come to a uh, 
purposeful, intentional mm-hmm. conclusion, mm-hmm. but while at the same time not sucking the life, the joy, the laughter, the smiling yes. out of our homes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So mm-hmm. on a practical note, because I always I, I always crave practical application, you know, theories and philosophies are fantastic. But um, if anybody out there is saying, OK, great, but what am I supposed to do with my kids mm-hmm. <laughs> for the rest of mm-hmm. the year? Right. My encouragement would be look into the curriculum. Where are you? What principles are they studying in that curriculum that can be applied to more hands on activities, outside activities, um, you know, whether it's, I'm thinking like early education, you transfer, you know, simple math to hopscotch, or you take mm-hmm. a kid who's learning, you know, some basic physics in maybe middle school, go outside and do a bottle rocket or let them do the Coke and mm-hmm. Mentos thing, or, you know, do something that's messy, that's outside. You don't have to clean it up now. It's great. Right. <laughs> it's out of your kitchen. Just get the hose. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> um, you know, or if you have older kids, turn this into a time where they can, you know, start to explore. I mean, I think those high school years are so great to start to explore things like, careers and, you know, um, aspirations for what comes next after, you know, after the, after, after yeah. the schooling, yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. you know, go yeah. do some and job shadowing I, or just even look around your community as you travel around. What jobs do you see people doing? Oh, Hey, there's a guy up on an electrical pole. Well, I wonder what he's doing, you know, observe, right. be outside. Yeah. Yeah. And you're really just kind of like, just watching for opportunities. Yeah. Yeah. And this is something I did a lot. I would pray that God would bring opportunities for our kids mm. to have whatever experiences that they needed to have to prepare them for the future that only he knew, right? Right. right. But, um, and also you and I, how many years were our kids in drama? This is that time of mm-hmm. year where drama is kind of all consuming. Yeah. Well, how can we, can we just let that be the bulk of their schooling yeah. these next couple of weeks yeah. while we're doing massive rehearsals? And is there anything... You know, that by lightening their academic load, yeah. you know, we're, we're maybe letting them more fully engage in that experience, yeah. which is what we want. We want them to get everything out of that as we're painfully dropping them off and picking them up <laughs> how many times a week yes. and how late at night, uh-huh. you know, uh-huh. oh, this is supposed to be done at 1030. Oh, look, it's 1130, um, uh-huh. you know, and then they need to sleep in because they're absolutely exhausted. exhausted. And so, yeah, so just looking at like, where are we and what activities are we already participating in or yeah. going to participate in that would tie into, like you said, some of these things mm-hmm. that were, we would like to maybe um, cover as part of the end of the year. Right. Right. Well, and if, mm-hmm. if we've, if we've done our job well, which I would presume we have, and we have mm-hmm. looked for opportunities, like you're saying to, for our kids to engage in things like our kids did the drama program at our a program, they, um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> those programs themselves are, are rich in depth and they are mm-hmm. learning things. Mm-hmm. Now they may not be quantifiable in a book, but they are learning right. important skills that take them into adulthood. And so that's, I think, important to remember anytime you have kids that yeah. are involved in just activities is to really stop and think about what's contained within those activities that doesn't necessarily need to be duplicated like crazy somewhere else, you know. Right. So if your kid is involved in exactly. drama, you probably could lighten the literature load just a little because mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. a lot of crossover. Or if your kid is involved, it you is. know, in a, you know, like a physical, like a martial arts or a sport kind of a thing, then, you know, you probably don't need to worry about like 
PE and even some of the more, um, I just think of most sports have strategy and strategy actually, you know, correlates to a lot of actual school subjects. But anyway, I won't Mm -hmm. get too far off in the weeds. Like logic and things Mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I love that. So good. Yeah. So I think that's a, you know, thinking of what's the, what's the real end of year goal? What's the goal for this school year? And have we, have we arrived at a place, you know, where we can sort of orchestrate how to tie it up neatly? I think the, the slow fade you know, I, I'm, I was guilty of that more than once <laughs> where you're just, <laughs> it's just been one of those years. And, but that's, right. I love in your book, you talk about that, the, um, your first book, the Unheard Homeschooler book that, um, you know, sometimes there are seasons and whether it's an illness or just, you know, life circumstances, maybe you moved, maybe, you know, there's just been upheaval in the family, whatever. Mm-hmm. It, it's okay to have a season of just kind of basic school because life is disorganized and, and it's okay. We don't, you know, again, you know, the book doesn't get to be the boss. Same thing. It's, you know, that's right. Um, that's right. Life, that's life right. trumps all, yeah. <laughs> you know, family, yep. family trumps yep. all. So, um, yeah. Recognizing, you know, that same thing that, you know, one or two slow fade Peter out years are not going to make or break, you know, the whole experience. Um, but I think it's good to identify, you know, a, a place where things are going to feel very complete. And so whether you know, you're not going to finish the book, but we're going to hang in there until the end of this chapter. And then we're going to call it good. Um, and that way, you know, you're still driving the bus for your, especially if you have younger kiddos, they're not the ones making, you know, all the decisions. Right. Um, Exactly. Yeah. But then you have a, a quantifiable end goal. Right. Right. I think, yeah, I I agree. I think looking at your curriculum, whatever it is and saying, you know, what is, what is, what do I feel like is really what the kids need Mm -hmm. um, to cover before the end of the year? And that may be a lot less than you ever thought. Um, And like you said, there's things that can relate to to real life Mm -hmm. that I don't think we really actually need to cover that because that's going to happen naturally, maybe this summer or with this activity we're going to be doing. Right. But I love the idea that at the end of the school year, we're at peace. And I think that's really mm-hmm. where, what we all want. Right. We just want to finish that in a way that we're like, okay, you know, um, there's just a, a sense of closure, I guess. Yeah. And I, I don't know about you, but I have a hard time with closure that isn't accompanied by peace. <laughs> it's very hard <laughs> to have closure without peace. Yes. <laughs> so, yes. you know, I mean, you know, for me, I know it would look like, okay, Lord, you know, what, what's on our plate is more than I feel like the kids can really do and then that I can do. So give me wisdom yeah. as I, you know, navigate through this and kind of think through and be intentional and show me what's actually important and what isn't. Yeah. And we're just going to go with that and we're going to call it good, you know. Um, and of course, I don't know about you, Sarah, but we we schooled throughout the summer just a tiny little bit every, yep. you know, like a couple days a week where we would do a little bit of math mm-hmm. just because I thought I do not want to do all that review in the fall. They hated it. <laughs> They felt dumb in the fall when all of a sudden they couldn't remember something they knew at the end of last year. And I'm like, yeah, that's just how it goes. If you don't use it, you kind of lose it. Yeah. 
Yeah. And, but it's sometimes for, especially for the younger ones, it was hard for them to understand that. So I thought instead of having that sort of like chip away at their confidence, right. I thought, let's just keep plotting just even the tiniest little bit, even if it's just half a math lesson mm-hmm. or a math lesson mm-hmm. twice a week, it kept them fresh enough that when the fall came, we could, we, we could still continue to plod forward. And so, um, it, there was a lot of freedom that came also with deciding that it was okay if we did not finish a curriculum. And mm-hmm. I can't even tell you how many curriculums, whatever, we did not finish. Yep. And you know, <laughs> my kids seemed totally fine. I Imagine didn't seem that. to make a hill of beans difference. Right. <laughs> right. So, right. so moms take it from two veteran homeschooling moms. It just doesn't matter. <laughs> so um, As much as we think it does. <laughs> I know. And the thing I love about homeschooling moms is they're very, um, they're so responsible. Right. And they're so conscientious, but almost to a fault sometimes, where I just got finished writing um, an article for the um, Homeschooling Today summer issue. And the big thing, the big theme is, you know, lightening up and having fun with your homeschooling. Because we we know we're learning all the time. Even if you don't continue to do a little math and reading in the summer, um, kids are learning all the time. They're, they're, you know. Right. That's just life is educational. Yeah. Conversations are educational. Absolutely. Uh, being outside is educational. Yeah. Um, all of those things. But it's, 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 I totally lost my train of thought. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's okay. I'll put one more, one more practical application piece in here. Great. The, Let's do that. Summer piece, Maybe I'll think of my there thought. There you go. You, you think. Um, <laughs> so the summer piece, okay. we, um, I didn't want to, I wanted all of the homeschool stuff, the books and all the stuff. I just wanted it put away for the summer. I didn't want to see right. it all. So I would grab, <laughs> I, over the years, accumulated quite a collection of fun workbook, um, you know, materials, most of them from companies like um, Critical Thinking Company or Mindware are two great uh, outfits that do they're just mm-hmm. workbook things, but they're they're sort of like games. So it's math, but it's like balance math. And you, anyway, it's it's pictorial, mm, but it's it's mathematical. It. <clears throat> or there were crossword puzzles, or um, I think Mindware has these dot to dots that are like three hundred dots. If your kids are into that thing, um, mm-hmm. so what I would do at the end of the school year is I would either cannibalize the workbooks or some of them I could make copies from and I would just make copies. And then I would just intersperse all of that into a little three ring binder for each kid. And they called them their to go books or no to do to do books. Mm. And so then all summer long, Uh if we had a road trip or if we had a doctor's appointment or if, you know, we just had spare time, that was just their to do books. And it was always the, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. I, I want something to do. That's where it came from. Right. <laughs> so great. Ah, Here's your to-do book. <laughs> this is what you can do. Yeah. And so that was how we stayed oh. fresh on stuff. But it was, you know. I love that. A little more fun, but still the same principle as what you mentioned. You know, it's just, it's a little bit of math. It's a little bit of, you know, like word search or Mad Libs. Right. Or, it's mm-hmm. just a different approach to it exactly. and a more fun approach. And I was thinking board games also for are sure. yeah. a great way yeah. for them to keep keep up on stuff. And and I love that idea because I know my kids need a schedule, mm-hmm. like not a schedule. I want to say a routine. It's, well, it's, it's so the if, rhythm if we, mm-hmm. It's a rhythm. Yeah. Yeah. If if we get got too far off of that, they were just out of sorts. And and so that's one of the reasons we decided, yeah, to just keep 
um, to just keep plotting yeah. a little bit. So there felt it always felt like there was some normalcy, mm-hmm. and and you know really that's life. It's true. When do you ever take a three month break from anything? Like <laughs> if it's part of your life, it's just part of your life. You know. Yeah, so, I don't know many people <laughs> taking three month vacations from their jobs. If they if they are, would you exactly. please call in and let us know what it, job that is? <laughs> yeah, we would like to know that because as we're getting older, we could use that right yeah. now. Yeah. So. <laughs> But okay, so I remembered my thought. Of course. Thank you for, yeah. for covering for me. This is what moms do for That's each other, right? right? Um, so my point was in writing that article uh, for Homeschooling Today, one of the things I talk about is just not taking ourselves so seriously. I was saying how moms are so responsible yeah. and especially homeschooling moms, so conscientious. And yet we can just lose our sense of humor yeah. and our sense of fun. And, you know, we want to have fun with our kids. We mm. want... Um, we want them to, um, obviously everything doesn't need to be fun, but sure. I, I'm telling you, I think there should be a lot of laughter, yep. a lot of smiling, yep. um, a lot of that happening in our homes. And so I think um, we we want that happening as we're trying to finish this school year yeah. as well. So um, I'm hoping that moms will be able to use some of these ideas. I, I love the things you shared, Sarah. So thank you for doing that. And thank you for being with us today to help uh, talk about this topic. I think it's just really, really important to kind of give us that encouragement, that affirmation um, that we want to finish well, but mainly we want to finish with a heart of peace. (laughs) That's right. That's right. Take a deep breath, moms. (laughs) You're not alone. Yes, that's right. That's right. You've got this. You've got this. Summer will come. (laughs) I'm going to go ahead and pray. Lord, we just thank you so much for this time. Thank you for the reminders of just how much freedom we actually have as homeschooling moms. And I thank you that that you love us so much that you give us that margin and that freedom. I think about that verse that talks about um, that you have set us in a spacious place. And so if we're starting to feel crimped and uh, claustrophobic, that that maybe it's time to ask you for wisdom so that we can go back into that spacious place because that, that I believe that's where you want us. And so I just pray for every mom here who's maybe struggling with that. I ask that you would give her wisdom as she uh, thinks through and is intentional about finishing this year well. Lord, I pray a blessing over every family and over every mom listening in Jesus' name. Amen. 